Chapter Ten of the Young Pretenders by Edith Henrietta Fowler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Ten, Christmas. Is there Christmas in London same as there is in the country? Asked Babs. Of course, answered Teddy loftily. There is Christmas everywhere. Babs' face brightened. I's glad of that. Then don't you think, Teddy, we ought to be seeing to our money for presents? So we ought. Christmas comes in two weeks. I heard nurse say so yesterday. I shall give Uncle Charlie a splendid present, continued Babs enthusiastically, the most splendidest that I can buy. Then you will have no money left for the others. There aren't no others, argued Babs, no Nana nor Giles nor Mrs. Forrester. There's Aunt Eleanor and Miss Grimston and nurse. Oh, Teddy, I couldn't really give Miss Grimston a Christmas present, cause we'll have a holiday on christmas day and you couldn't give it on another day and sides added babs truthfully i don't like her enough much i will give aunt eleanor a little present announced teddy thoughtfully i will give uncle charlie an awful big one and perhaps i will give nurse a needle-case what costs a penny when shall we go shopping babs i'll ask uncle charlie he'll take us added babs with a glad note of confidence in her voice what fun it will be on the following morning captain conway heard a rapping at his dressing-room door at a very elementary stage of his toilette you must wait a little longer he shouted for bab's visits to her uncle's dressing-room had become quite an institution they were among the new order of things that uncle charlie had introduced into nursery administration and were keenly appreciated by both children especially bab's who had often chafed behind the bars of the little wooden gate at the top of the stairs but that detested barrier had been swept away together with the command that the children were not to come downstairs unless sent for they could always now be sure of a welcome in any part of uncle charlie's domain don't we never bother you like we did afore asked babs amazed at this new dispensation no little one answered her uncle half smiling we must have changed a good bit said babs perhaps it is i who have changed said uncle charlie and the children both laughed at anything so utterly improbable you see it is like this began babs directly the dressing-room door was unlocked we want to buy some things for christmas and we thought you might see about taking us out shopping one day what made you think that asked uncle charlie oh cause you always see about things we want said babs beaming all over and give us thousands of treats so quickly do children forget the past in the present uncle charlie looked pleased what do you want to buy he asked a needle-case for nurse a penny one you know and a thing for teddy a box of chocolates or a bicycle or anything what he wants and then the secret i can't tell you what that is cause it is just to you that it is a secret well suppose we go directly after lunch to-day suggested her uncle smiling suppose we do laughed the child clapping her hands how nice you always think of things she added fervently stepping on to the edge of a sponge bath which immediately stood upright flooding the room with its contents it really was tiresome such a mess all over everything and the noise brought in aunt eleanor who was very angry indeed i did it gasped babs to remove the erroneous impression that it had done it of itself then you are a very naughty child exclaimed her aunt babs looked up at her uncle it was an accident said captain conway 
gazing ruefully at his spotted shirts and soaked shoes. "'An accident climbing on the edge of the bath. Nonsense!' interrupted Aunt Eleanor. "'Run upstairs and tell Nurse to change her clothes,' said Uncle Charlie. "'Are I naughty, or only an accident?' asked the little girl anxiously. She was somewhat in doubt as to whether Uncle Charlie was angry as well as Aunt Eleanor. "'I don't think you are very naughty,' said her uncle, smiling. Babs felt assured and trotted off cheerfully upstairs, though she left rather loud cross voices behind her. Nurse, too, met her most disagreeably, and, all during the process of redressing, told her very stern stories of evil little girls who stood on the edges of sponge-baths, in which they were afterwards invariably drowned. "'Uncle Charlie wasn't angry,' said Babs in self-defense. Nurse sniffed significantly. "'Why do you always smell so loud when I tell about Uncle Charlie?' asked the child. "'Now then, none of your impertinence,' said the nurse severely, giving Babs a harder shake than was necessary into her clean clothes. "'Perhaps Uncle Charlie will whip you when you're dry,' suggested Teddy calmly. Babs stood in the middle of a mouthful of bread and milk. "'Oh, Teddy,' she gasped, "'I don't really think so. He had not even a cross face.' and not a bit a cross voice. But still it was an unpleasant thought, and lay heavy on the child's soul as she went downstairs a little later in answer to a summons Uncle Charlie had sent up. "'I are dry now,' she said gloomily, going up to his chair where he sat smoking. "'Kite dry enough to whip.' Her uncle laughed. "'But what made you think I was going to whip you?' he asked. "'Teddy fought so, and he made me think it rather. Are you Uncle Charlie?' very anxiously such a quaint concerned face with round solemn eyes uncle charlie stifling the temptation to increase its woe kissed it back into brightness and laughter and very dear to him was the earnest assurance i love you uncle charlie much better than anybody in the whole world better than giles asked captain conway oh yes better even than darling suit she added in the height of fervent affection and you won't ever stand on the edges of baths again will you asked uncle charlie as an afterthought never no more i promise she answered solemnly you need not promise little one only try to remember wherein it was evident that uncle charlie had not watched thus carefully over his little niece without learning something of the art of managing her and will you take us shopping after all she asked a little wistfully. "'Of course I will,' Uncle Charlie assured her. And great was the delight of the nursery world in consequence. It was so important going off with their purses in a hansom, and so exciting having a whole shopful of splendid things to choose from. Babs buried her face in Uncle Charlie's coat while Teddy bought her present, and then Teddy covered his face with his hat during Babs' purchases. "'Now, Uncle Charlie,' "'You must be sure and not look while I buy the next thing,' said Babs earnestly. And Uncle Charlie promised. It was indeed dreadfully difficult to find something exactly suited to Babs' extraordinary taste. She was quite pale and exhausted with the mental strain when at last the parcel was done up, and Uncle Charlie had returned from gazing out of the window to settle the pecuniary part of the transaction, which was left over even after the children had emptied their purses onto the counter.' Just as they were leaving the shop, Bab stopped. "'I want to whisper something,' she said. And then, as Uncle Charlie stooped to listen, "'I think I will buy a little present for Aunt Eleanor. 
cause i would not like her to be at all pointed you see and she might be if there wasn't one at all from me all right said uncle charley with rather a sad smile knowing how indifferent his wife would be in either case what shall we get you choose but none of them took much interest in the purchase of a pretty little match-box to go on aunt eleanor's silver table babs was full of her parcel concerning which uncle charley made wildly improbable guesses and both children were intoxicated with the mere atmosphere of a toy-shop altogether it was a delightful afternoon but it made the time between that and christmas seem terribly long so long that babs thought they must have skipped christmas as teddy always skipped the trade winds in the geography lessons and downstairs a great argument was going on an invitation had come for uncle charley and aunt eleanor to spend christmas at a house just out of london where there was to be a dance on christmas eve and of course aunt eleanor meant to accept it but uncle charley upset everything by declaring that he intended staying at home with the children how absurd you are exclaimed aunt eleanor irritably why it will be a lovely dance and a very jolly house party the heartlands are going she added in the hope that her husband would be persuaded by the thought of meeting some great friends i should like to go said captain conway only i will not disappoint the children the children again which means babs i presume interrupted his wife disagreeably and then as he made no answer she changed her tone do take me charley i want so dreadfully to go and it will be an awful disappointment to me if you won't uncle charley was just going to refuse his wife's request when he remembered bab's generosity i would not like her to be at all pointed you see baby consideration but it influenced his decision and won aunt eleanor's cause i will go for the dance then said charley conway slowly and we will come back to town on christmas day and have the children down to late dinner and a christmas tree in the afternoon with which aunt eleanor had to be content so uncle charley had a lovely christmas tree made in secret and the children crept out of bed and hung up their stockings on christmas eve after their usual happy custom babs could not sleep very well for the excitement of santa claus and his nocturnal visit so she jumped out of bed very early and felt for the enriched stocking there it hung hollow and limp as on the night before oh teddy she almost groaned stealing into his room santa claus has forgot forgot what asked teddy sleepily christmas and the stockings is quite empty cried babs in an anguish of disappointment the awful news banished sleep from teddy's blue eyes and the children sat together in the bed sorrowfully regarding the two empty black stockings with a woe almost too deep for words till nurse came in with the unpleasant information that they were catching their deaths of cold breakfast was very serious that morning and bab's bread and milk proved unusually choky the little girl sadly laid her needle-case on nurse's plate and then nurse gave the children each a china mug with be good stamped on in gold letters do you like the mug steady asked babs when they were alone together no answered her brother crossly i think they're horrid i think they will make drinking rather too scolding continued babs cause that big be good minds me so much of nurse when she speaks scolding you ought to remember people by their presence said teddy i know when this you see remember me mrs forrester always wrote in her presence but i think i'd rather forget nurse wouldn't you teddy yes i would 
and i hate her old presence oh teddy i think it would be naughty and rather rude to hate them but still i do wish that they hadn't been quite such stern mugs hello children where are you shouted uncle charley directly he came home a merry christmas to you oh uncle charley screamed babs rushing into his arms we aren't a bit merry cause santa claus quite forgot our stockings what an idiot i am exclaimed uncle charley who saw that his elaborate christmas preparations had fallen so short of the mark and then to the children it is all right youngsters santa claus left me his presents for a christmas tree this afternoon a splendid big jolly one he added smiling at the sudden change in their faces so we will have a merry christmas after all oh yes laughed babs i so glad you've come home cause you make things all right again and it really was a beautiful tree all covered with tiny coloured candles and hung with the loveliest presents just the very things that children most wanted there was only one cloud aunt eleanor gave teddy and babs a little tricycle between them a very handsome present but their aunt did not know the anguish of a shared possession betweens aren't never nobody's real own complained babs afterward and the very wheels of that dainty little machine seemed almost weighed by the burdensome thought that it was not the rider's very own one's very own is a mystic charm of childhood that lends lustre even to a discarded pen-wiper or any treasure of the waste-paper basket and rag-bag and when the tree was stripped of its miscellaneous fruit there was the excitement of giving uncle charley his present guess once more afore you open it said babs holding out the little parcel soiled through much handling uncle charley felt it carefully while the children shrieked with laughter i guess an ink-pot he said at last babs clapped her hands now open it she screamed and there lay a big wooden tartan painted serviette ring isn't it lovely exclaimed babs proudly the plaid mind me so much of giles sunday pocket handkerchief and it'll be so useful cause you can have it every day at lunch and dinner uncle charley kissed his thanks and seemed so pleased that the children were delighted and even aunt eleanor laughed a little too and thanked babs quite kindly for the match-box here parker said captain conway to the butler be sure and put this at my place at dinner to-night and at lunch too oh charley interrupted aunt eleanor as the children rushed off to superintend the laying of the table not at lunch to-morrow the heartlands are coming and it is too awfully vulgar yes it is too awfully vulgar repeated her husband in a curious voice he was not referring to bab's taste in the wooden ring but his wife's hopeless want of taste in her incapability of ever seeing the deeper thing once upon a time and a very little while ago uncle charley never looked for the deeper thing himself and consequently never saw it and as he was dressing for dinner that christmas night he wondered how it was that things looked so different to him now and then he caught bab's earnest gaze i suppose it is by seeing things through your eyes little one he said smiling at her questioning face i don't know what you are talking about answered babs laughing up at him but uncle charley knew what he was talking about for to see the deeper thing we must look at life through other people's eyes which is sympathy End of chapter ten